This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to be talking about detachment. Detachment is something that we have to face in different points of our life and it can be really uncomfortable. And this following the episode that I previously did on overcoming or coping with grief and sadness, this is really taking things to the next step where you detach either from the situation that you're dealing with, people in your life, jobs, whatever it may be. Because sometimes that letting go process is necessary in order to move on and become more of who you are meant to become, want to become, and destined to become. Now, detachment comes at a lot of different times in our life. It's not an easy process, and it's not necessarily as good as it looks. And I think one of the things that I find very interesting is that we're all kind of going through something where we're detaching from a particular event in our life. I don't necessarily see people talking about detachment as much, which is fine, but it is something that's a little bit uncomfortable for people to get into, which is understandable. It really takes a lot of time and effort. If you've been in a relationship with something, with a habit, with a type of behavior, with an addiction, with a job, with a loved one, and all of a sudden they're gone, there are going to be stages of grief and loss leading up to detaching from that time that will be necessary. And it's okay to let go in the process. Sometimes we're so afraid of letting go, but it's a necessary piece of the process in order to make a lot of other things happen. In detachment, you have to learn how to forgive, forget, let go, move on. And there are times where you will lose and you'll win. It's not exactly one way or the other. And when it comes to loss, sometimes we will lose. We'll lose people. We'll lose what we thought we worked so hard for. And this can be viewed in a lot of different ways. There can be the initial fear and anger about the situation. Then you might feel sadness. And then you might go through a process where eventually you're excited to move forward. And then it will just become the new normal process. And the percentage of the times that you spend in any of those things along that way may differ. However, it's healthier to detach from situations in your life that are toxic, toxic people, toxic environments, toxic jobs, toxic foods, whatever it may be. Detachment can be a helpful thing for you as long as you help yourself along the way. So one of the first things that you can do is to find the reason for the detachment and the person or the thing or the job that needs to be detached from. Getting objective about this is so important. Ask yourself why. Why do you need to detach from this? Literally write it down. 
ask yourself, why now? Maybe in years previously or months previously or even weeks previously. This wouldn't have seemed like something that you wanted to do. But how have the variables changed in such a way where now is the time to move forward and now is the time to detach? And how is it different from other times? Ask yourself what exactly happened. What events led up to this process taking place? Because we might initially go into something and it can be very, very different than how it ends. We can go into a situation and everybody has the best of intentions, but sometimes everybody's best intentions don't necessarily lead to the best results for everybody involved. You know, sometimes it can be hard to move on if you don't have that concrete reason and you don't have that concrete evidence. When you establish a strong reason that you can really depend upon as you go deeper into the road of detachment, this reason will become enough to make you decide to detach fully and it will also help you through every day when you might have flashbacks, when you might have memories, times where you least expect it, where things will come up and you'll remember something and you'll have to remind yourself No, the initial emotion of wanting to feel attached to that thing may come up, but these are the XYZ reasons why I needed to detach from that and the positive outcome that I anticipate or hope for in the process of doing that and what else I can look forward to and move on to after letting this go. This is something that can be progressive, like putting one brick down at a time or taking one step at a time. Having one big reason may not be enough to make it last long term, but the reasons that you do come up with should make you find yourself even during the times that all hope is lost. The reason for the detachment is usually connected directly to whatever you're attached to, which may be the person, the event, the environment, the job, or the thing, or the habit. You want to find the root cause and start looking at how it affects you. Imagine your life without this being a part of it. Look at the people around you. Are they supporting you staying in this state? And also look around you and look at yourself. Detach yourself when you know that you're losing your grip on your relationship with yourself, which comes first and foremost. Next, you really want to release. You got to let it out. There will be pain involved with the process to varying degrees. And it'll greatly help you if you release these feelings because the longer you hold on to feelings, the harder it will get to let them out. We can only keep so much of, you know, our emotional state private for a certain amount of time or keep it in because when those events come in our life that trigger us, that make us all of a sudden all that comes up, it might be years later, after, it might be decades later because it's just been bottled up for so much time And you may end up experiencing that pain so full on or it may develop into energetic imbalances in your body that will lead to other stress. And you might not realize that by borrowing from Peter to pay Paul in regards to justifying balancing out all of your emotions, say you're stressed and then you have an unhealthy behavior that you incorporate in your life that affects your health negatively in a certain way to mask that behavior. And then that unhealthy behavior, which leads to health problems, increases and increases and becomes a bigger issue. That's how other things can spiral. That's how addictions can be perpetuated. 
because there's just something that is not able to be released and it keeps on getting pushed down, masked, numbed, or not dealt with. Whether you need to cry, shout, sing, or dance, or do whatever you like, release it in whatever way you possibly can. Maybe you just need to write it down, throw it away, get rid of it, burn it. You know, we can only cry so many times over a person until there are no tears left to cry. There might need to be a different way that this emotion gets let out in the process. I know a process that I really like to use is dialectical behavioral therapy as well as cognitive behavioral therapy. And this just allows you the process to write down your thoughts that you're thinking, the emotions that you're feeling, and the actions that are coming as a result of these thoughts and feelings. And when you can get that all down on paper or in whatever way you want to do that, you can really see it. And then you can kind of cross out things that aren't working and you can put other things in the place and kind of set the pattern that you want to rather than going with the pattern that's just occurring naturally. It's useful to have tools and ways to deal with these things because the different ways that you will be able to express this over time, the more tools that you have, the more positive it will be for you. There are so many different ways to express yourself and release feelings and you want to keep it as harmless as possible so that it doesn't hurt anybody else or it doesn't hurt you. You can release a certain amount of feelings each day or you could just release it all at once. It's up to you. There are a lot of different healing modalities and a lot of different ways that you can process it. In detachment, it will make you feel more comfortable and calm to release feelings in the way that fits what you need to do. And that's different for every person. But just identify that and go through the process and acknowledge that the way you process it might be different than another person. You don't need to compare it to what another person does or think that it's right or wrong. But just go through the process of releasing in the best way you possibly can in nonviolent ways. This is about you and your feelings. And you don't want to judge that process yourself or anybody else. Feeling is what makes us human and a lot of people sometimes ignore that because they they want to remain in control of themselves. They want to keep that illusion of control over themselves and they think that feeling and letting themselves get into these different states of being is way too vulnerable for them and it doesn't really help them feel safe. Because when they go into that place and they want to cry or they want to express whatever they're feeling, they might feel a bit more uncomfortable. But is it more uncomfortable to keep those emotions inside and stay in a situation that's not really helping you or to release it and to move on? You have to do kind of a cost analysis on that and how much it's actually costing you energetically to stay in a negative situation or to let go. It's a good idea to start little by little. Take small steps towards your goals where you want to go and take small steps in regards to how you want to detach. Because when you do small steps every day, you'll end up with a larger result. If you try to make drastic changes, it can be way too overwhelming and you may not be able to release whatever you need to properly. So I don't really recommend that people shock themselves out of detachment and all of a sudden just make all these abrupt changes. And I've seen this also in veganism too. Like some people when they transition, it's an overnight process and they just give up everything and 
even people that go raw vegan, like they just give up everything and they're able to just switch on a dime and then all of a sudden their whole life is different. Some people can do that and it doesn't necessarily make things better or worse for you if you're able to do that. I think everything is going to affect every person differently, so you shouldn't judge your journey to someone else's. But some people do that and then in other instances, some people take a little bit of a different approach. Some people want to gradually let things go out of their diet. Some people want to educate themselves along the way so they feel informed and comfortable about making different decisions about their new habits that they're creating in their life. Little by little, if you start eliminating one thing after another and move towards that process towards, you know, creating whatever change you want to and detaching from the things that are not helping you in your life, you'll be able to really feel that. I know I really felt that with food. I no longer have the intense digestive issues that I had when I was growing up. And it's been such a relief to go down the vegan path and know that I'm not harming the environment or other animals or my health in the same way that I once was. And it was a process for me to give up things here and there. And sometimes I went back to other things that I didn't eat for a while and then would incorporate them back in. I know for me with my diet, I kind of go through different phases with the things that I want to incorporate into my diet and the things that I don't want. As long as I'm eating an abundance of raw, fresh plant foods, I know that that's going to help me feel my best. So that's what I aim to do and that's what I focus my energy on. And I don't necessarily judge my process because what I have detached from is years of eating animal products and processed food and really damaging my body and putting myself in a state of pain that I didn't even know like I was doing to myself. I didn't even know I was putting myself in that state of pain. But the gradual process of letting go and detaching from those different habits and behaviors can be difficult when you've been doing it for a long time. So I always encourage people, if they're inspired to make any kind of changes, especially to their diet, to take it easy, to make it gradual and you know, really think about the things that you have a little bit more difficulty letting go of and the things that are going to be easier to let go of and let go of the easier stuff first. And then once you start to feel the health benefits of how much different you feel in the process, then letting go of those final things that might be a little bit more tricky can, it can become a little bit easier because then you'll have experience actually seeing, feeling, and really digesting the results of it and you'll have a little bit of hindsight and maybe a little bit more trust in the process. You know, it's not easy, but slowly you get the hang of different new habits that you want to incorporate. So start from, you know, deleting things out of your life that you don't want anymore. And getting rid of that stuff in your life can seem like really scary because it might be comforting for you. But sometimes you have to give up your comfort zone in order to discover more of what you're capable of. Because if you stay in a comfortable place your whole life and everything's just comfortable, you might not really be able to see what you're capable of. So making those small, tiny adjustments every single day make a huge difference. I know in my yoga practice, that was something that was really, really important too. Making little adjustments, small changes, stretching a little bit deeper each day, day after day after day, really helped me gain depth in my postures, gain more strength in my muscles and in my 
true yoga practice and the results of it years later are something that I'm so pleased with and so grateful for. But it took thousands of hours to get to that place. The next thing you want to do is move towards more of the excitement phase. You know, we kind of talked about more of the fear phase, the anger phase, the sadness portion of it. And now it's really about being excited about the future. Seek out help if you need it. Seek out mentors. If you seek a new beginning, seek something new. You know, if you're letting go, you may need something else to grasp onto in that process. Kind of reminds me of rock climbing. You know, you got to get from one place to another in order to get to the next rock and climb up the wall or the boulder, then you got to let go of the other one in order to keep advancing. And if you get scared and you're just hanging there, it gets really tiring for your muscles and it gets really uncomfortable and you're going to want to like fall off the wall or the rock that you're climbing. But that's one of the things that I really like about rock climbing is it kind of teaches you that process. You can use different parts of your body. You can use different parts of your mental strength to get through different situations in your life. But it does help to have that next thing to grab onto. You want to let go of the bittersweet past, drop it off, let that weight go. Because if you're carrying that with you all the time, it's just not helping you. Really, it's not. There are certain things from our past that we can process and that are important to process, but much of it we don't really have to investigate too much or spend too much time really diving so much into and trying to figure out every single detail because that wastes our present moment. Mentors of mine in the past have really advised me to spend about 20% of my time thinking about things in the past or planning for the future, but to spend 80% of my time really in the present moment and doing the best that I can to take the steps that I can to be moving towards my personal goals. And there are going to be times where you want to give up in this process because as excited as you might be, it's going to be difficult. And you may want to take shortcuts and detours, but that's not how success towards detachment really works. You want to stay positive on the thoughts of the outcome and imagine that you really will be satisfied with the outcome. Sometimes the universe hands us these situations so that we can transform and we can let go of the things that were once such a deep part of us. And when you just release that, the universe will sometimes teach you different lessons in a way that you didn't expect. And that's a part of developing trust. And this happens in different religions. It happens even with people that are not religious. If you're able to do that, it's a huge strength and it will work to your benefit if you allow it to. Now, there's really no easy way out of detachment. But what's more painful is, again, holding on to nothing or reaching out to someone that's like really just fading away from you, an opportunity that's really not meant to be in your life. And you owe it to yourself along the process of this journey of your life of detaching that this is a long journey of really finding yourself and discovering a lot of things about yourself. I've always really enjoyed from a young age being around the company of people that are more mature in age, people that are like grandparents or, you know, over their 60s that have been married or, you know, divorced, or they've just lived a lot more life, been around the sun a few more times than I have, and typically have some different experiences and stories to share with me. Now, their life advice is not always something that will be applicable because times are always changing and there are always different things happening. But I think there are certain 
things in regards to the wisdom that's been shared with me that I always appreciate. And many of the times, there's been a lot of transformation in these individuals' lives. They've either been through, you know, World War II or Vietnam, or they've experienced like a lot of financial hardship, or they've experienced loss of a child or a parent in their life. And they can speak to that and give some hindsight on that and share how they've dealt with it in such a way that might provide me insight in regards to thinking about how I might want to deal with that in my future if I can plan for it in the most positive way. But sometimes we don't know what is going to happen. It's okay to plan, but also very important to be present. You want to think ahead. You want to you want to be looking forward and not stuck in your rearview mirror too much. I remember when I first had my driving instructor when I was 15 or 16 years old. I don't really remember how old I was. But when I first did driving school and I was working with the instructor, he would always say, look at the tires on the road ahead of you and look far. Check a mirror, look far. And keep your eyes on where the tires meet the road, the car in front of you. To check your speed and then look far and then pay attention to where the tires meet the road in front of you. To keep looking forward. Because if you stay in the rearview mirror too much, look at what's going on behind you or you're trying to see what's going on in your past, you can get in an accident and it can mess up your future in some way. Regardless of whatever happens, you always have to remind yourself that you're capable of getting through it and that these situations in life are not handed to you and you don't go through things in your life that you're not capable of handling. You always want to have that self-efficacy and that confidence to get through the things that you are going through in your life with as much positivity and awareness as you can. Sometimes when you look back, it'll just give you reasons to give up. You might get stuck on dwelling on the details of things that may make you be really hard on yourself. You know what? These are all things that cannot be changed. The past can't be changed, but you can make a positive future for yourself. So if you take time to have hindsight, look at the things that didn't work out, that can be a positive step in regards to moving forward and creating a different future for yourself. So if that is your intention in doing that, then that can be a positive thing. But again, don't dwell there and don't berate yourself or be hard on yourself to the point where it actually impedes your success of moving forward and having a bright future. Because there are always things that we can do to make our future better if we're able to focus our energy on those things. The next step that I think is really important is to forgive. It's a crucial part of detachment that really can hold you back that you really want. Pride can take over and you may get very strong feelings of arrogance or regret even. But don't let the pride or the arrogance win. Pride can unfortunately make you do things that you'll regret. However, pride will also make you say words that may leave wounds deeper than any blade can ever do. My dad once told me a story when I was younger about a child and his father. And the son came home one day and said, Dad, I'm so angry. I I just, I feel like I need to let it out. His dad gave him a bowl of nails and a hammer and said, okay, go take these nails and hammer them into the fence. And so he spent like, you know, two or three hours nailing all these nails into the fence. And afterwards he came back to his dad and said, oh, I feel so much better. A couple weeks passed by and he came back to his dad and said, oh my gosh, I'm so angry again. 
this or that happened. And his dad gave him the empty bowl and the hammer again and said, okay, go to the fence and pull all of the nails out of the fence. So one by one, he took each nail out of the fence. And then he went to his dad and said, I took all the nails out of the fence. I feel so much better. And then his dad walked him over to the fence, put his hand on his shoulder and said, look at what anger can do. And looked at the fence with all of the holes in it. Sometimes this is what happens when we let our anger get out of control. And we can do this to other people. The fence, I mean, it's a wooden fence. There's only so much that can do to repair what's been done. And oftentimes, most times in relationships, when something really, really detrimental happens and really, really offensive happens, it can take a lot of work to get that back to normal. But sometimes just biting your tongue in those states of emotional intensity and processing it a little bit different can allow for a different outcome. It's not always our intention to cause harm to another person. When pride and arrogance get in the way, it can be very, very painful to experience for both people. Because when you're in the moment, that might feel like the good thing to do, to just pound it into the fence, right? But when you take it out and then you take a step back and look at what that does, you see the damage that it causes once you're in a more calm state. So the key is to really be able to practice emotional regulation to the extent that it will allow you to calm down before doing something that you may regret and not be able to take back. When we forgive others, we can forgive them in such a sense where it's like, I don't know what kind of lesson that this person's going to learn from it, but I forgive them doing this to me and I trust that whatever the universe, God, whatever it may be, I give that to them to deal with it in the way that they find best. I don't take that into my own hands in regards to wanting to create justice in that situation. Sometimes it's necessary to do that. Every situation is a little bit different. And these things take time as well. Forgiveness might be a daily process for years depending on things that have happened to you. And forgiveness is a lot of a personal choice oftentimes for ourselves. You know, it think of something in your life that you maybe haven't forgiven someone for. Now think to yourself, forgive them and forgive yourself. This will help you have peace of mind. Isn't it calming to think that nothing else is holding you back from moving on, from detaching yourself from the things that aren't good for you? Forgiveness can be a really powerful tool in allowing you to do that. By detaching, you can forgive, accept, and find yourself as well as move on and look forward altogether. Because when you forgive others, when you forgive others, you actually forgive yourself at the same time. The next process is really taking time to heal. Wounds from others may take a lot of time to heal and some are more easy to get over than others. And this could be one of the reasons why you're detaching is because you really need time to heal. And some attachments that we have in our lives, it can bring us smiles. We might look back on really positive memories, but sometimes there are also really painful, awkward, and really inappropriate things that happened that are really difficult to think about. The only way to heal properly is to detach. 
And once you feel like you are in a relationship that gives you more scars than smiles, it's important to rethink that. Is it really worth hurting for? Are you in a relationship where you feel like you're a martyr? Maybe you love them, but shouldn't you love yourself too? Enough to get through the process? Sometimes that justification of putting our lives first is really difficult because we don't want to come across selfish. But if we don't take care of ourselves, no one else is going to. The most important thing in your life is your life. Without that, nothing else exists. And if you're not taking care of that, then it causes a lot of other problems. You might be enabling someone to continue down a path of action that is totally negative and irresponsible and causing them harm and pain that they will unintentionally or potentially intentionally do to another person. You know, in regards to abuse, if there's someone abusing you, And you don't do anything about it. Maybe you'll just walk away and not, you know, say anything about it. That person may continue to go on and abuse many more people if you don't put your foot down and say something about it. I think it's important to act on every offender and because it sets the tone for you and gives you the confidence that you're not going to deal with these things lightly. And it gives you the confidence even though it's difficult to go through that process, and I have had to go through that process of holding someone else accountable for things that they've done that have really been terrible. But at the end of it, you really gain the confidence that you have taken a step not only for yourself, but you might have saved somebody else from going through hardship or going through the same pain that you experienced. And that makes it worth it. You can't keep breaking or tearing yourself apart to make others feel whole. Because that whole process doesn't allow others to feel whole. It just makes you feel broken and them enabled to keep on continuing doing things that are disrespectful to themselves and other people. Don't do it for others, but do it for yourself. Take the time to heal. Practicing gratitude during these times can also be very, very important. Be grateful for the memories. Be grateful for the smiles and the scars, the wounds and the tears, the pain and the sorrow, for the joy and the hope. Going through difficult times in our lives gives us perspective and contrast. We're able to appreciate the good times and understand what's good and what makes us happy and the kind of environments and the people and the experiences we want to surround ourselves with versus the other kind. There's so many other things and many other people that you can be grateful for. We may encounter people in our lives that seek to take advantage of us to put us down, to ruin our reputation, to hate on us. But there are also a lot of really good people out there and a lot of experiences to be grateful for and a lot of people that want to help. And to put your faith in that is a powerful choice. Every single day is a gift and it's a constant reminder of how much happier you are without the toxic people, things, processes, habits, environments in your life. If you choose to make a positive decision towards your growth and detachment every day, then you will move more so towards a life that is fulfilling and every day will really become more of a reason to look at the brighter side of life. Being grateful for the detachment process can also give you a new chance to make better attachments to the people that are far more deserving of your time and energy. 
whatever you're going through in your life right now, you can really take an opportunity to choose and say, whatever that is, it's in my past and I choose to let it go. And instead of investing so much energy in that, I want to move forward and put that energy into my future the way I can become all that I'm meant to be and not waste time dwelling on this situation that I cannot change. That being the past. This can be really an amazing chance to see yourself as someone that is worth loving, that is worth fighting for. So be grateful and say thank you to everyone, especially yourself. I had a really important experience with this when I recently went to the Grand Canyon and I had a deep meditation on the edge of a cliff and I was looking out at all the different highs and lows, all the different gradients of sediment that had been there and You know, the Grand Canyon is really caused by a shifting of tectonic plates that pressed together and a lot of sediment moved up from the surface. And then a lot of the water from the Colorado River or from the mountains really washed through a lot of that and eroded a lot of what once was there. And that sediment moved out to the ocean, down the rivers. It, you know, was out of there and it left behind all these different canyons, these highs and lows And in our life, we may experience times of intense pressure and emotions being pushed up and out of us that we never thought we would even feel. And then that forgiveness and that healing may come through and that may even feel like a destructive process, you know, to wash away the things that aren't meant to be there anymore. And what remains is, you know, these incredible seemingly mountains and valleys And you can see every bit of sediment from from the base to the top. There are a range of different emotions and experiences we'll go through in our life and certain things will be taken away from us that aren't meant to be there for our benefit. And looking out at the Grand Canyon, it was just a reminder to me that whatever we go through in our life, every bit of it is beautiful and we can choose to see it that way. The next part you really want to be able to experience is to be excited about moving forward and for things to become the new normal. Finally coming to this point, it's the last leg of the journey. You may have spent weeks, months, or even years of detaching yourself to get to this point. It's time for you to move forward and not look back. You've come to realize where you really stand, what you believe in, what you are, and what you can do that will make you happy. And once you've conquered All of this time, healing, missing people, longing for their presence and longing for contentment, you'll find that contentment within yourself rather than needing certain circumstances to be in some level of alignment in order for that to happen. Circumstances in our life don't come with a manual or instructions. We are the circumstances. We create the circumstances in our lives. Problems always go first before the solution. You know, life is just this continuous cycle of trial and error, kind of like a scientific process. Every day we get up, we see what works, we see what the result is, and we can choose to learn from those results or continue doing the same experiment over and over and over again and getting the same results. And those will compound into different long-term results. So it's our decision to be conscious, to be aware, to be evaluative towards ourselves and think about the ways in which we are contributing to the process 
of our evolution or not allowing ourselves to really fulfill that in the way that is to our highest good. Problems won't always take a lot of different ways to solve, but sometimes it will feel like there will be no way out. There's always time to find a way, and that time is now. Life happens, life teaches us, and life is meant to be lived. Life loves us, and life is for you to experience. So, Use life to your advantage in the process of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. 